This episode is brought to you by the UNC School of the Arts' nationally acclaimed School of Drama. Ranked number four in the nation by The Hollywood Reporter for two years running, it has produced versatile, successful actors including Jonathan Majors, Elizabeth Lale, and Dane DeHaan. Rigorous coursework is coupled with intensive production training to develop actors ready to compete at the highest level in today's demanding professional environment. Apply today at uncsa.edu slash drama. Welcome to In the Envelope, a podcast from Backstage, the one-stop shop for actors and creators both above and below the line. I am your host, Vinny Mancuso, Backstage Senior Editor and Professional Entertainment Obsessive. I'll be your guide through every corner of the creative industry with the help of some of your favorite stars. Here you'll find intimate, in-depth talks with today's most award-worthy names in film, television, and theater. Along the way, we'll get advice on living your best creative life, relatable stories of the highest highs and lowest lows, and maybe, just maybe, a rare peak in the envelope. Art and cinema and just talk about acting can serve as the sword of democracy. You learn so much about each other via cinema, via TV. It's integral, you know what I mean? Like, it is integral. And I wish we felt like it was okay to say that. Welcome to In the Envelope, the Actors Podcast. I am your host, backstage senior editor, Vinny Mancuso, and I am so, so very excited that joining me today is the wonderful, the talented, the new big bad of the MCU himself, Jonathan Majors. Now, longtime listeners of the podcast, people who've been listening probably before I was even the host of this show, will recognize that this is the second time we've had Jonathan on the show, which is not something you usually do unless the situation calls for it. And folks, anytime you get the chance to talk to Jonathan Majors about acting, the situation calls for it. What a two years it has been for this man. Uh, he starred in the fantastic Netflix Western, The Harder They Fall. As I mentioned, he made his Marvel Cinematic Universe debut as Kang the Conqueror. There's the Korean War drama, Devotion, the bodybuilding drama, Magazine Dreams. Uh, he's got Creed 3 coming down the pipeline, directed by Michael B. Jordan. I'm sure you've watched that trailer already, maybe a few times. Jonathan Majors is busy, is the point here, and I'm so, so happy he found the time not only to talk to us about all of it, but to do so in a way that makes it clear just how passionate he is about his craft, why he's such a magnetic screen presence, and just how he found the success that he very clearly deserves. Let's get into it. Here is Jonathan Majors. Uh, Jonathan, thank you so much for being here. You are one of our rare two-time guests on the In the Envelope podcast. Uh, I think the last time you were here was uh, two years ago. Uh, and the reason that I thought it would be fun to have you back is because a lot has happened in those two years. So I, uh, yeah, I, I, both professionally and the world. Uh, so yeah, I mean, in, in these two years, you've joined the MCU, uh, Creed 3 is happening, Devotion, 
magazine yeah. dreams, all of these these milestones. So I guess just to start off, how do you measure these things? How do how do you, how do you sort of take stock of these moments in your career that feel like make two years feel like a decade? Wow. Um, yeah, sorry, unloaded on you there. <laughs> Good morning. Um, no, you know, I think it could be interesting to tell the um, uh, listeners that we were that you and I are having to kind of work out how we're going to do this podcast because I don't have a computer. <laughs> it's a good way to start. Yeah, so so we're doing this podcast on my cell phone, which I would like to get rid of as soon as possible. But uh, I, I think that that kind of goes to the the question. You know, um, I don't really I don't really keep track. You know, I think. Um, for me, it's always been, you know, one thing at a time, you know, and, and look, it's not lost on me, the magnitude of uh, the partners that I've gotten to work with over the past uh, two years, as you say. Um, and uh, it's, it's a humbling thing. You know, I was extremely humbled when I was um, accepted into the Yale School of Drama, you know, which is, you could call it the MCU of drama schools. <laughs> um, uh you know, but but there was no time to the benefit of working and the uh, responsibility of working and training at certain institutions or working with certain people is great, you know. And so there's something quite sobering about it. Uh, that said, uh, man, it's wicked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's wicked. You know, I, I, I travel a lot. Um, you know, I'm 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 pretty introverted for the most part. You know, besides you know my intimates, um, yeah. So it's I mean, I'm in New York City now and oh, nice. here for a festival, and this city holds so many uh, memories. You know, and so I'll see things and go, oh wow, I remember when I was there auditioning for. You know, I remember getting the phone call for the harder they fall, two blocks up from uh, where I'm staying now. You know, so it's been a it's been a whirlwind, um, but I'm all right. Yeah, I, I'm 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 pleased and, and ready to ready to do whatever is uh whatever's next. Absolutely, I I it's interesting that you know it, you you can kind of look out the window and you're like, oh wow, I was there and that's where I was in my life. Is is, yeah. is that sort of more of how reflection works for you? Is it's it's almost like uh it comes in memories, it comes in, in, in instead of you know taking stock of where you are. Yeah. Is uh, it kind of like oh wow, look at that, that's where I was. I, yeah, I think you. I mean, you may have just figured something out for me. Yeah, I think it is. It does come in memories. You know, in the present, in the present, it, it really is just a thing. You know, it's just the thing of the time. And it's a beautiful thing. And it's great to be um, a part of the movement. But there is the moment of sitting and going, oh, this came out. For instance, you and I speaking now, like, oh, two years ago. Oh, I, I'm remembering that. And now I can think of everything that is, now it's so much in my present everything that that has already happened you know up until this point so yeah it is a matter of reflection you know because and that, and that's a matter of protection in many ways and a working a working technique you know whereas you man listen if you think about what you got to do on the day uh you, you you'll lose it you'll, you'll go nuts you know someone says hey you're gonna play this role or they need you to gain this weight or you know you've got to play you know, Henry V or whatever it is, if you try to take that all in one go, I mean, good luck, pal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cause then it's on your shoulders. Then you're, yeah. then you're holding it. And it can, it can lead to anxiety, um, which is not beneficial to the work in any way. You know, relaxation is key. Has it 
always been like that for you or is that something you had to learn is that is that something that that came with uh experience came with came with uh the, the years or is that something that you learned early and has helped you get to where you are today well a few checkpoints i mean i grew up in a very slow culture you know i grew up in texas and spent my time between you know dallas and our family farm down in uh, central texas and it's just a slower way of life you know lots of rituals you know going to church feeding the chickens, putting your clothes out for school, you know, washing the dishes, you know, that ritual, it was always slow, you know, but that said, I was eager to get out, <laughs> you know, in some way. So I, I did have a, a bit of impatience in that way. And, and just over time, I mean, I'm 33 now. I did my first professional job at 26. I mean, things change, you know, over six years and, you know, I'm a dad and, you know, there's just things that, you know, that's just life, you know, and that's the beautiful thing about being an artist, you know, but that, that slow moving is something that's always been in me, you know, but to keep moving, you know, that's the, that's mm -hmm. the farmer, you know, my grandfather taught me so much about that mentality, you know, he just kept working, you know, get up, feed the chickens, feed the cows, you know, plant this, hoe this, do this, you know, and then you look up and you've got a whole crop full of this and a whole, you know, you got, Cows dropping and and now, you know, with everything that's going on, I'm still doing the same thing I've always been doing. You know, it doesn't mean I still don't have some of that impatience in me that I did when I was a boy, but I do understand which uh, which pill to take. <laughs> you know, I love that idea of like you know slow moving is it's still moving, uh, and you know I I love that idea of you know getting up and feeding the chickens doesn't feel like anything massive, but you like you said. You look up one day and it's like, oh my God, look at look look what all those days of feeding the chickens has gotten me. Well well that I mean, what's the metaphor of that? That's getting up and okay, get up and go to the gym, man. You know, no matter what, get up, go to the gym. You mm -hmm. know. Okay, after the gym, what do you do? You sit and you look at your lines. Doesn't matter what the day is, doesn't matter what's going on. You I mean, literally, bro. I mean, <laughs> no one can see, but this is what we just got done doing. And over time, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, a, a career is not built in you know, overnight, you know, or in six years, you know, like it, it takes a while, but you keep doing what you're doing, you know, and I've had a lot of good teachers and, you know, some good rearing to, to put some good habits in me, you know, and, and I've you know also experienced my own ups and downs and have made up my own techniques and approaches to, you know, career and life and all that stuff. I'm curious when, you know, like to just sort of apply this specifically to acting, you know, you're, you're getting up like you like you just showed me you woke up today. You're going to start learning your lines or you're going to start practicing your lines. When does it feel like it's not just putting it together and that you have it? Do you know what I mean? Like, when, when does it feel like for you that that the pieces are now something and not just building blocks? Well, what you're talking about is uh, when it can you can put it in your pocket. Right. And literally, I mean. The real, the, the idea is like, I played Henry V, um, well, I think maybe seven years ago now, seven, seven, eight, seven years ago now at this place called Chautauqua Theater Company. And um, we kind of did it unabridged, you know what I mean? And um, that's when that ritual really, really dropped in because there's no way you, you're going to be able to get up there and just do it. You know, even if you know the lines, you, you have to be able to, but what happened over time is, you know, you can imagine the script being X amount of pages and my scripts are torn to shit. I'm, I'm ripping pages out and literally I'm ripping them out and I'm putting them in my pocket. 
And once I can once I can rip something out and put it in my pocket, that means I'm walking around with it and I've got it. And then you know if I'm if I'm stumbling on it, you know, getting on the train or walking down the street as I'm running, I can just pull it out, you know. And then and then something happens where, and this is probably for me, in my practice, I guess, the mystical element of it where all of a sudden it just kind of lands for you you know and that's after you've done all the work you know whatever that means and sometimes it's fast and sometimes it's not you know sometimes i mean there are certain scripts and certain scenes you can look at and go i got it for whatever reason the muses that were touching the writer in that moment line up with your muses and the inspirations there and now it's just about collaboration then there are times you know when you're reading it you have no idea what the fuck is going on. You, you have a sensation of it, you know, and that's when you're working it and working it and working it and banging your head against the wall and trying to, you know, go to museums and look, you're searching for the, you're, you're hunting for it, you know. But there comes a moment, even when it's fast or slow, that it becomes invisible and you feel like the language and all your text work and all your characterization, you know, begins to settle, you know, and, and and that's the faith element of it, where you just have to trust that, okay, on the day, it's going to be right. <laughs> you know what I mean? The day is going to be right. And, that, and that's something I believe in uh, ferociously, you know, for myself. And, and that's just a confidence game, isn't it? You know, you have to assume. I assume that my director, I assume that my scene partners um, are perfect, you know, on the day. And if we miss a take or someone goes up on the line or... The, the camera isn't moving in the right place. All of that is a part of the plan, you know, because all of that is a step that's going to get us to that moment. Um, yeah, so that that idea of stepping out and being like, okay, this is going to be wicked, you know? I mean, I know what the hell I'm going to do, <laughs> but it's going to be wicked. You I got to like, do it. <laughs> it's all now, you know what I mean? Like, like that's that, you know, that gamemanship, you know, where you go. I mean, actors are ferocious. I mean, when we, when, when they say action, the shyest, I was listening to this, um, let me make sure I got it right. Yeah, I was listening to this, um, who, maybe in Kate Blanchett, you know, uh, she had an article in New York Times talking about how quiet her house was, you know, and how she had to escape it, you know. And, and that that action, when they say action, you know, or it's a Western and they say, you know, go, go or whatever it is, you know, um, something happens in the artist, you know, where you just unload, you just unload. I'm rambling now, but um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because that's like, I don't know, that kind of feels like uh, the thesis, the goal of this podcast is like to try and define what happens between action and cut because it's such an undefinable thing. It's such a, I, I think it's a different answer for everybody. It's a yeah. different thing for everybody. It's 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 that, you know, you got to do what you got to do to get there. But once once they say action something happens. And I, I I think that it's such a beautiful thing that it's kind of unexplainable. It's kind of unexplainable. It's life and concentrate. You know what I mean? It's life under a microscope. And because of that, sometimes very little has to physically happen. Because remember, you're under a microscope, you know? So if you move a little bit, if your emotions shift a little bit, it's going to be seen, you know? And the artist and the actor's ideas, you know, do I want to give them a... Am I capable of giving a drizzle, a rainstorm, or a tsunami? And what 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 was it called for? Um, and that's the craft of it. And then there's the part that is, you can say it's undescribable, and yet 
if anyone tried to describe it, they would be right because it's so subjective. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just the, that's just the, the mystical collaboration of it all, you know? Uh, and it also depends on your preparation. I imagine. I mean, yeah, it also depends on your preparation and what it is you're trying to do and your sophistication in the uh, art form, not necessarily your talent, but your sophistication in the art form, how aware you are of what it is you're doing, mm-hmm. how strongly you cannot be aware of what you're doing, you know, the fall. That's also something you, I call that moment between action and cut. It's the fall. You know, you've worked so hard or in some cases you haven't, <laughs> uh, but you, you've, you've worked and, and prepared in a way to build a ladder, you know, your dialect, your costume, even the lights, set, direct, set, set decoration, all of that is a part of the ladder that's being built. And depending on how high up you build that ladder, it so how deep your preparation is, you know, spiritually, emotionally, uh, physically, socially, how deep that preparation is determines how high that ladder is. And so when they say action or it also depends on how you work, you know, but in this case, when they say action, you just step off the ladder mm-hmm. and if you have a deep preparation. Your ladder tends to be higher. And so you can just essentially free fall and whatever happens happens because as you're falling, you're, you're passing all your homework. You know what I mean? But you're moving so fast. You can't hold on to it, which is good. You know what I mean? And so you're just falling through it, falling through it, and they say cut, you know? And sometimes you keep falling, you know? And, and that's that's when it's really good. And sometimes you're falling the moment you, you know, get to location, you know? But that's another way of looking at it. And I, I feel like that's, you know, that's the other constant is the the trust involved there with, with the collaborative nature of it all. You know, like you mentioned, you have to kind of assume that everyone else is 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 just as prepared or is, is just as ready for this and it, not even just as prepared it's just as ready for this as you are uh whether that means emotionally physically um or just you know commitment wise commitment um, yeah I, I you did also mention the sort of uh gamesmanship of the sportsmanship of it uh the sort of um that I, i'm always interested in that the overlap between the physical nature of a role the the, the sort of athleticism of a role and how you build that into storytelling um, your next sort of stretch of roles are all very physical, physically demanding, very uh, transformative in terms of uh, what you've done for to get ready for the role. Uh, and I, I'm curious how you layer that into your sort of uh, everything you've said so far, how the, the overlap between uh, physical transformation and character transformation, how you how you look at that in terms of adding it to your to whatever you're doing to get ready for this character and not just, you know getting bigger for bigger's sake yeah i mean i i, I for one i mean there's a hundred things i could go in right now one would be to speak to drama schools that tell students particularly the male students not to be uh they some of us tell us and I'm, they, everyone knows what schools i went to so um <laughs> you're looking at you, you know i mean you know don't work out you know, and and it's a it's a um and they're gonna say no, we don't say don't work out. We're gonna say you know don't get bulky and big. Well, I'm that's I understand that, but the truth of the matter is, some people are big. Some characters you have to play are big. I'm gonna answer your question in a second, but this is just for the homies who are sitting in drama school now, you know, and looking at the weight room like, oh fuck me, you know what I mean? Like, it's a part of their culture. You know what I mean? You can't tell a kid who's been playing football uh, from Texas. I'm talking about myself. You know what I mean? And grew up on a farm, you know, that 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 he can't, 
you know, go to the gym, you know, and keep his body strong, you know. Um, now, being tight, some different. But, it's, but people come in all shapes and sizes, so I'm just going to say that. Um, shout out to the drama schools. Um, and I know what they're talking about, and I completely agree with them. The Alexander technique is hard to do if your body is bound. However, there's balance. <laughs> there's balance. Um, to the question at hand, the physical transformation and the character transformation are it's the same thing, you know, Stanislavski, everybody talks about, you know, the given circumstances. And those are the given circumstances. You know, um, there's a picture that's coming out soon. Um, well, oh, let's, we can talk about the ones that are here, right? So as you were saying, Creed, the, the Marvel picture, and um, this film called Magazine Dreams are all um, outwardly, as much as I don't like saying the word, uh, transformative, right? Um but that's because the given circumstances are as such. I believe that if it says you are this, you have to be that, you know, to suspend the imagination, you know, it's, you want as little of that as possible from my point of view, you know, you don't want to fake the funk in any way, you know, for me, I'm just talking about how I approach the game, you know, I prefer to act as low as possible, you know, um, I, I don't wear makeup, I don't uh, usually cut my own hair or have my buddy cut my you know all of that's a part of it you know what i mean and so when it says you know this guy is a bodybuilder you know for uh, magazine dreams directed by uh, my buddy elijah bynum you've got to be that there's just there's just no there just don't do the role then you know or or do the play maybe you know where there's a certain amount of um we're suspending a certain we're asking the audience to suspend even more disbelief Right, because we're acting like we don't see you, and you're right in front of us. We have the fourth wall there, right? In cinema, I believe this for the, the roles I played. You know, I tried to put myself in boxes, though I believed it for a long time. Um, you got to do the thing, you know. Do the doing, you know. That is that is it, you know. And so, when I was training for um, Creed, I was I was a boxer. I was living like a boxer. I was running like a boxer. I was fighting like a boxer, your temperament will shift and change, you know, uh, your diet is different, you know, your body is literally metabolizing things differently, uh, including emotions, right? And if you say to me, you know, this guy has been in this situation for this long, I rather, I rather let you see that, you know, as well as, you know, exposition, you know, exposition isn't needed if you go, yeah, I, I believe it. I see that, you know, um, and then there's just elements, the beautiful elements of the, I mean, the, the method of it, you know, to actually go into those places. I mean, I have so much respect for the bodybuilding culture. You know, it is a very um, romantic and very isolating place, you know, to a degree that I've not experienced, you know, in my day to day life as an actor, as a in any other role I've played, you know, like what you have to do, the the amount of discomfort you have to put your body in to grow like that, th that may be what you see. But when this guy talks, you understand it. And I don't have to uh, lie. You know, I don't have to uh, make it up. I don't have to go get it. You know, as some of my, some of me, I used to say to my students and my acting, you know, go get it. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it's in there, go get it. You know, I actually don't have to go get it. It actually, I just left it in the trailer. You know what I mean? Like it's actually, it's in my pocket. You know what I mean? 
um, that's just an easier way for me to do it. You know what I mean? And and for me, um, you can't separate the two. You know, for me, you know that people do it all types of different ways. This acting thing, but I believe the, I I want my audiences. I want the viewers. I want my director. I want my DP. I want them to feel that we are in this together. You know what I mean? And I'm not just memorizing lines and coming to work and and saying them. You know, with a dialect you know, that there's so much more that goes into it because there's going to be somebody out there. And this is where it could, this is actually where it, where it all ends. There's going to be someone out there who understands that life. And when they, and they want to see themselves, you know, we talk about, Oh, we want to see ourselves on screen. You know, we want diversity on screen. Well, we want to see diversity on screen. Truly, you know, it doesn't just end with religion, creed, sexual preference, gender, you know, that's, that's, that's boring, boring. You know, there's so many more layers to that. There's so many, there's so many more layers past those uh, new social archetypes. You know what I mean? There's so, there's so much more to those things. Let's show the let's show the gargoyle. Let's show the rebel. Let's sh- let's show all these things, and because those things have bodies and those things have voices, you know. And those guys walk those guys those guys and gals walk around New York City. You know, they want to see themselves. And if we can do that in our art form, why not? Why not do it? Mm. Why, why not that's my that's my take on it and it, it's interesting because like like you mentioned um somebody who knows somebody who deeply knows that experience they'll they'll spot an inauthentic moment immediately because there's just like you said you kind of have to know it you, yeah. it, you don't want it, to it's that fine line of of between you know acting living and, and just pretending it, it's almost like you can see someone pretending to do something and I, I i i read this very wonderful story recently that you told about about uh somebody Saying, oh, we'll probably just lift uh, fake weights on set, and it's like, but I, but I can, but I can lift those weights, and I just found that very interesting because if you can do it, why not do it? I mean, if you can do it, why not do it? And listen to that point. I mean, this movie, and everyone, again, it's a craft. Everyone does it differently. I just know for me, I'm not that good. That's really what it comes down to. I'm actually not that good. You know, I don't, I didn't, I, I don't have that talent to just act like I'm a boxer. You know what I mean? <laughs> Without being a boxer, you know? a boxer. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if I learned how to, yeah, it, it, it just keeps me safe. It gives me a certain amount of um, legitimacy, you know, that I can look at myself in the mirror and go, no, you did that, you know? And so when the homie or the friend walks up to you and goes, man, you like, you were really straining in that moment. Yeah, bro. That was X amount of pounds. And, you know, or, you know, that was the eighth take, and that was the, you know, and also that's the benefit of being an actor, you know, for me, where it goes, man, who else gets to do that safely, you know, and as people look after them, you know, and, and I can push myself to the limit, and I've got a whole production team, you know, there to go, and sometimes I'm telling them to stay away from me, you know what I mean, like, I got it, you know, um, but there's to help you grow as a human being, you know, and each role feeds the next role. That's the beautiful thing about this run, right? You go from Kang to Creed. Uh, to magazine dreams, they're all connected, you know, they're all connected uh, in a way, uh, physically. And it's, it's it, I have to imagine that the the physicality, it means something different to that. I, I guess the way to maybe illustrate this for, for anybody listening is is to ask, you know, what what that physicality means for, for each character. Like, what does it mean for Kang uh, related to what it means for your character in Creed 3 versus what it means to your character in magazine dreams? Is it similar or is it is it like you said sort of displaying how that could mean something different to to someone else and these are very different people to be clear it's it's you know yeah. twin stream kang and a bodybuilder but 
mean, they're they're all dissimilar. You know what I mean? It's like if you if you yeah, let's speak directly to the point. Kang's situation, you know, the body suit the word to the action, the action to the word, right? Like suit the body to the character and the character to the body, you know? So with Kang, I mean, there's just so much IP, right? And it's just, I mean, everyone knows um, or has an idea, but there is a, um, there is ocular proof of to what and how Kang the Conqueror moves. And you have to, I mean, you have to, Kang's tough to talk about, but you, you have to, uh, you have to serve that, right? Um, in regards to Damien, right, the character in Creed, this guy uh, has been in isolation for a very long time, you know? You also have to ask somebody why, right? Why is he built like that? Why is she built like that, you know? And the why for these characters is all different, you know? Uh, Damien has been, you know, put away. I mean, I, I guess we can say that now. He's in jail for uh, 18 years. Um that is a certain type of mentality, right? That's a certain amount of what my teachers, you know, taught me. And, and you know, that's a certain type of gaping hole, right? He's trying to fill something up in a different way, which is very different from killing, right? And also he has his, he has his, his sport, right? Boxing. And so it's a very particular cocktail, okay? Rage plus loss plus aspiration gives you what? That's up to my interpretation. Right. But also the circumstances of, okay, also being in prison. Okay. And what's that culture like? Right. And so to fight in prison, right. That's different. These aren't organized sports. You know what I mean? This guy, he's fight. This, this man has a body that protects his life, not his ego. Right. Which is how most bodies are built on the street. Right. You have a body to protect your ego. This guy's a body to protect his life. You know what I mean? And then he takes that body and puts it into, uh, after being incarcerated, brings it into the world, right? That's what that is, you know? Then you have um, uh, Killian Maddox, that's the first time I said his last name, um, who is a bodybuilder. And some of that, you know, we'll, we'll keep under under our hats, but um, he's an amateur bodybuilder, right? That's known. And he comes from a, a particular background, a young black man. Um and he's a loner, okay? So what does that look like, right? What is his uh, what is his gaping hole, which I can say is very different from uh, Damien, right? What is the psychology of that, right? The psychology of the body is interesting. What is a bodybuilder? Why do bodybuilders want to be big? Some bodybuilders want to be really, really big. Some bodybuilders want to be really, really cut, you know? But what is that? That's a matter of control. What type of person, what does a body look like that is extremely disciplined and extremely controlled, right? What does that look like? And when you see that body, what does that make you feel? You know, that that's a big thing that I, when you see Damien, when you see Killian, when you, when you see you know, Kang, you should feel something, you know? And you should feel essentially, you could, let's say you, you could feel something. And, and, and what's been cooked into those bodies and into that process hopefully you feel does that make sense yeah absolutely and it's it's it always it's it's funny that we at backstage you know we we, we try and give out a lot of you know, basic 101 level advice just for anyone starting out anyone who's an aspiring actor and it's funny how much it, it always comes back to like just ask the five w questions you know the 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 who what when 
uh why yeah like like it's just it just always comes down to that all the techniques it's always like well and I, you've, you've used the phrase given circumstances a lot i think that's just that's a lot of it it's i mean just, listen it, it, it may not seem romantic it may not seem like a cheat sheet but that's i mean that's what it is what happens over time is that you begin to see the nuance in those questions okay when is not just 2022 where this twenty what is two thousand twenty two in the context of 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 this world, right? Or in the context of being um say take Killian, right? In the in the context of being a black man, well, okay, twenty twenty two. All right, George Floyd happened when? Okay, so that's in the world. That's in the world. It didn't happen in twenty twenty two, right? But it's in the world. Yeah, yeah. That's something he would know, right? Okay, who, who's being elected? You know what I mean? What's happening in my town? These are not things you don't you don't go when you when you begin to go into that direction, right? Because all all those things are connected. You know what I mean? When you begin to go into that direction, you begin to find people, not just characters, and and that's uh that's that's a game changer. That's a game changer for me. You know what I mean? I played Mitch and um. In drama school, street card named Desire, and you think street card named Desire is all in the play, right? I think back now, I said, man, if I could go back and play Mitch now, holy smokes, you know what I mean? Like, like with the same instrument, right? Just knowing what I know, you mm-hmm. know, I could have made them so much more clear, you know. I could have made them so much more. Um, I, I executed the mission. But I executed the mission. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't, I don't, I don't think I gave a real human being like I could have, you know. And again, I'll feel the same way about the next thing I do, you know, when when we when we look back on something. Yeah. You know? Two years two years from now when we when you come back. Yeah, yeah, we go back. Yeah, it's interesting. There's there's a lot of ways like it's the depth of it. It's it's there's a lot of things, a lot of ways you can answer, like what does somebody want? There, there is there's the surface level but then there's a hundred more ways you can answer what does this character want yeah and that's and that's the actor you know what i mean sean penn brad pitt matthew mcconaughey all auditioned for the same thing and so and so got it because they saw it a certain way i mean that's something you know that I, that's outside of the w's you know point of view i mean that's just that's everything that is everything you know if you can have a point of view on something you can you you then lend yourself towards conflict, right? And through conflict, you get answered, you know, or you get more questions, you know, which is just as just as beneficial. Um, once you have those W's, what's your point of view on that? What's your point of view on you know living in twenty twenty two? What's your point of view on you know that guy on the bench press? What's your point of view of you know Adonis Creed? Yeah, we know who he is, but what is he to you? What's your point of view on that? That's where you get in trouble. In a good way. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the UNC School of the Arts' nationally acclaimed School of Drama. Ranked number four in the nation by The Hollywood Reporter for two years running, it has produced versatile, successful actors including Jonathan Majors, Elizabeth Lale, and Dane DeHaan. Rigorous coursework is coupled with intensive production training to develop actors ready to compete at the highest level in today's demanding professional environment. Apply today at uncsa.edu slash drama. Um, everything, you know, I, I listen to you talk about acting and it just kind of all calls to mind that I recently, because I've see i seen that you recommend uh, 
Uda Uda Hagen's respect for acting. Uh, and it, and it, and it uh, in the very beginning of the book, she says, you know, every actor must demand total b- discipline of himself if he really means to be an actor. And I, I, I'm curious what that book meant for you, because I, I have seen that you've, you recommended to people. Um, and I, I'm curious what it was specifically about respect for acting uh, that that drew you to it and what you've learned from it. Oh, wow. I mean, I think I, I got that probably read that book when I was 19, I think. Maybe eighteen. Um, I think. I think. I mean, this may not be the answer you we're looking for, but it's the answer that it is. To me, it was the first time I, I, the way she writes about the actor. There's a certain dignity in it. There's a certain. Um, there's a quality of myth that she drops in. You know, that's okay. You know, that's not Joseph Campbell or anything like that. You know what I mean? But it it, it is she does articulate the actor and the actor's job uh, with dignity, you know, I mean, into the title, isn't it? Um, yeah. I mean, I could go into the chapters and, and all of that, but overall it's her expression of what it is we do and the call to arms, you know, or I mean, she's not fucking up. She's not messing around, <laughs> you know, she's telling you like in order to, on this level, you know, like to, to be, I mean, I didn't call myself an actor until I was probably three years ago, four years ago and still, and still at it. You know what I mean? Um, that's because of teachers like, you know, Uda Hagen and, and Stella Adler and the books they wrote, you know, where you go, I'm listening to you and I, I'm, I honor you, you know, for your devotion to the craft, you know, Meisner, um, uh, Bill Esper, you know, his late disciple. Um, yeah. Demi Dolph, you know, all of them, you know, when it's okay to care. Yeah. That's the other thing too. You yeah. know, like they wrote, they wrote multiple books on it. You know, it's okay to care. Like one of the things that really gets me about actors is like, there's about us is that sometimes there's this, you know, devil may care attitude about it, you know, or I'll get to it when I get to it. You know, when the truth of the matter is, you care more about this thing than anything else in the world, and it scares you to death, you know? And so you can act cool about it, you know? Um, I don't act cool about it at all. You know what I mean? I'm, I, I can be quite, um, I can be quite uncool about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Quite dork, you know, a dork or a geek or, I mean, but it is, it is what I love the most, you know? Um, outside of, you know, my child, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, in my family, in any living person, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, she cared, and 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 for me, that was important. You know, you're not alone in your ambition to be greater, because that's what actors want to do. You know, they want to be greater, so don't don't act like you don't. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's it's it, you could go into the, into the chapters and the in the specificity of it, but it's the title respect for acting like it's it's just it's a craft it's something it's something to care about and, you know it, it does sound funny you know i have these conversations with with plenty of people about about acting it does sound funny to on its surface to to give it that level of importance but it it's something worth caring about and it's something worth it actually doesn't man it actually doesn't because here's the truth of it like art and cinema and just talk about acting acting can serve as the sort of democracy 
You know what I mean? Like you learn so much about each other. We learn so much about others via cinema, via TV, via, you know, like, like it's, it's integral. You know what I mean? Like it is integral. And I wish, I, I wish we felt like it was okay to say that, you know, and to care about that, you know, and there are, there are some, I mean, there, there are a lot actually who make work with that in mind, you know, I mean, Devotion, the, the film Devotion is an extremely, um, not even, imp- I don't even like the word important film, but it's an integral film because it gives a cheat sheet on how two people can coexist and thrive and move their country and themselves and their families forward. It's a story about how an individual born in the mud can literally make his way to the sky. Who does not want to hear that story? Who who's battling with illness that doesn't that, that couldn't benefit from that? Who's under the under the thumb of poverty who couldn't benefit from that? So I go, no, 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 no. If you don't respect it, you should step off. You know what I mean? You should step off. You don't be you don't gotta be an asshole about it. You know what I mean? But put some respect on it. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? You no, know, it's 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 important. You know, um, it's important. I mean, it's just it, that that what you just said just reminds me of uh, something I was reading. Uh, what Michael B. Jordan wrote about you for for time, and he just said, you know, there's a strong empathy to Jonathan and to his work, and I do think that 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 empathy sort of bleeds into what you're saying about how uh, what what art can do. Is it, it, it? It's that that idea of you know, you're living someone else's life for two hours. You're 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 seeing into a corner that you would have never seen into, and I I, I do think that that is it's. It's worth preserving. It's worth respecting. It and it always will be. I don't know. That's just. Uh, I love hearing that from actors, and I love. I love hearing people go in depth on it because it. It. It's. I don't know. It's my life. It's your life. It's. It's important to to say. Okay. Thanks, man. Um. So I. I'll let you go soon. I know that this is this is a very busy time for you. Um. I did have one more question though, because I was just sort of looking at like the the next stretch and where you came from, where you're going, uh, and I was curious if you've felt at all the pull back to theater if you've been you've been thinking about you know you, you, where you came from and, and and whether that's something you're drawing from now that you're you know working in front of the camera and if it's something that you've you felt the pull back towards at all i mean the truth of the matter is i mean i've sat down with a producer you know trying to get some things made you know out here called some people called some estates to try to get some rights to some plays you know so yeah i mean I mean, my buddies are doing Top Dog Underdog right now. Uh, I think when this comes up, you know, they'll still be on the board. So, yeah, Corey Hawkins and Yaya Abdul, my team, are doing uh, Top Dog Underdog. Boom, there you go, bro. Um, and uh, my Marvel uh, colleague and co-patriot uh, Samuel L. Jackson's on Broadway right now doing uh, Piano Lesson with John David Washington, um, amongst other people. But but those are those are those are actually two jobs <laughs> that I really wanted to uh, maybe get involved with. So to, to answer your question, yeah, I, I got the, I got my eyes on Hamlet right now. I like to give it a go. You know, it's um, yeah, I'm pulled back to it. I'm pulled back to the the um, the nakedness of it. You know, um, the I mean, the rawness is always there. It's just a different type of it's just a di- the proximity to the audience is 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 important in the in the proximity to oneself. You know, when you're when you're working on the stage like that is uh, something I'm 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 really itching to get back to. You know, though I'm very satisfied and 
um, focused and driven to to continue to make work, you know, for, for the screen, and and that and that's yeah, it's 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 an interesting thing because they are. I'm scratching my itch either way. You know, what I mean, I'm, I'm I feel like I'm on mission either way. There's just some of my Hamlet right now where I go. It's all about the homies. You know what I mean? And I go do do we do we need this right now? You know what I mean? Is this something I I could maybe provide that service? You know, what can Hamlet teach me right now? Do I need that right now? You know, am I ready for that right now? You know, and the part of me goes, mm, I don't know, which makes me want to go do it. Um, but yeah, I would love it, man. I would love it. Thanks for asking. Makes me kind of uh, makes me pine for it even more. Right. I was gonna say let's let, let this podcast be the the call to action. Uh, if any, yeah. I don't know any producer wants to put on Hamlet anywhere, uh, and you're listening, I'm ready. Uh, Jonathan, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you so much for talking to us. This was a pleasure. This was fascinating. Uh, and yeah, we'll we'll be watching. Can't wait to see all that's all that's next. And yeah, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. Good to see you again. Absolutely. Yeah. Have a good one. Yeah. See you in two years. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, as always, to our brilliant producer, Jamie Muffet, and to the whole team at Backstage, Samantha Sherlock, Mark Stinson, Caitlin Watkins, and of course, Casey Howe. Visit Backstage.com, and don't forget, you can subscribe to Backstage with code ENVELOPE at checkout for a free trial. 100% free, you simply cannot beat that. For more exclusive content, find us on Facebook and Twitter, at In The Envelope, and subscribe, share, and leave a comment. Who should we interview next? Let us know. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time for another peek in the envelope.